Welcome to episode 26 of the Stick to Hockey podcast, a Stanley Cup final episode. Jason Martinez here, and this podcast is presented by MyBookie.ag. You think you know who's going to win? How about uh, in the final? Maybe one of these games between the Caps and Vegas. Well, lay down some money and get in on the action at the safest online sports book in the world, and it's the only one that we recommend to our listeners here at the Stick to Hockey podcast. It's MyBookie.ag. They offer all kinds of different wagers on the National Hockey League, as well as every other type of sport and league in the world and when you win you get lightning fast payouts you can even create your own player prop wagers using their prop machine you heard that right you can create your own matchups and wagers between any ball players that are in action that day so go check them out now and use the promo code stick to hockey and you'll get some bonus when you do that as well now, I would only recommend a website to my listeners that's been good to me. And if you want to uh, experience Vegas-style sportsbook gambling from the comfort of your living room, well, mybookie.ag is the only place you'll want to check out. They offer pretty much every sport and league in the world. So whatever you uh, want to lay a wager on, you're good to go, including eSports with League of Legends and Counter-Strike. Also, if you're into casino games like blackjack, roulette, craps, or slots, mybookie.ag has got all of those as well. And not to mention, you can play all of their games on your cell phone, iPad, or tablet computer. It's entirely up to you. You can literally play from anywhere. So you play, you win, you get paid. It's real simple. And if you want to get in on the action, go to mybookie.ag now and sign up with them using the promo code stick to hockey to ensure that you're eligible for all the future promotions and bonuses as well. Again, mybookie.ag. Check it out. Welcome to episode 26 of the Stick to Hockey podcast. Jason Martinez alongside Russ Cohen. And we got a lot to discuss today. Follow the podcast at Stick the Number Two Hockey. Follow Russ on Twitter at Sportsology. Check out his website, sportsology.com. Yep. Right? And uh, also, uh, a lot to get into here today on this podcast. I know it's been a while since we've done an episode, but it's actually kind of weird because during the playoffs, um, teams that are out of it, everybody scatters. Teams that are in it don't want to be disturbed. But here we are in the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, your thoughts on the playoffs so far, Russ? It's been a, a pretty not, – not a ton of overtime games like in the past – but there's been a lot of compelling matchups, and obviously this final, Vegas and the Caps is pretty compelling on, on its own. Yeah, it took me till half the playoffs to get this matchup right. Like it really yeah. did. Like to be honest, because I had Pittsburgh coming out, you know, the whole time. So, but I did eventually get on the uh, Caps bandwagon when when they beat Pittsburgh, and I was in that locker room and I saw the difference in their team, the way they sort of handle themselves now, the way they weren't all that happy even with the win, but they could I could see relief. Just the you know those signs were good signs. And then Vegas, you know, I had I had gone against Vegas a little bit, and then I realized, no, you know what, they are going to get there, and so I did pick them for the conference final. They they picked them to get by Winnipeg. I did, did you? Wow. I did, and that was an unpopular pick. Yeah, but I did because I just felt like Flurry was locked in at that time, and, and he was more mm-hmm. locked in than now, and, and just everything was right. Now that they're in it, there. This is an interesting one because even at three one, like I don't know. I saw Mark Savard on Hockey Central say it's just starting. No, it's not just starting, but I don't think Vegas is out of it because they have been so good at home and mm-hmm. they do have Flurry. The thing that's really hurting Vegas, and this is you know, it finally took till whatever game they're in. To, to show up. You bet 97 of the season. Yeah. Or yeah. They don't have the black aces that other teams have. Yeah. They, there's not that many lineup changes they can make because of the fact that they don't really have a minor league team that had a shared affiliation. Mm-hmm. That is actually hurting them right now. Yeah. Tatar is like the only guy they've been able to sort of jostle in and out and, and, and there's one other player. But that's it. I mean, it's just so... That's the part that's hurting them a little bit. All that said... They're playing pretty good hockey. Like the one thing I'm I'm happy about is I feel like the sports being well represented, not by the referees. We could always get into yeah. that. But by the speed of it, by just the way everything's the happening. Intensity, the intensity, drama. yeah, even the intensity from the fan bases, because mm-hmm. I don't think Capitals fans had gotten all that much credit over the years. Yeah. I still hate the horn guy. I, I heard him again in person <laughs> and I still hate him. But he is a real fan, I'll give him that. And and Vegas, look, everybody knows that Vegas has a good fan base, but it's it's right now it's great because it's new and they made it to the Stanley Cup. We gotta see how it is in five years. Yeah. But I, I think it's a real good matchup even of the fan bases. Like if you the thing about DC and and what's interesting is 
everybody is pulling for the caps. You could walk by restaurants. Everybody's got signs up. They shut down like four or five blocks all around the building. There's fans just walking around. Caps jerseys, hockey jerseys, all draped in red. Yeah, yeah, draped in red, and and that was the other thing that was really noticeable. There weren't that many Vegas jerseys, if any at all. At at least at Game Four, I couldn't go to three because I was at the combine. But but at Game Four, there really weren't, and and I don't think they selectively sold it that way because mm-hmm. I don't believe that they're one of those teams that do that. And I know Vegas isn't because yeah. let's face it, Vegas wow. is going to have to survive like you that, know that's, by yeah, that's doing survival, that. Yeah, but. I think it's been a really interesting matchup. I do. Maybe the only Vegas jersey you saw was on Bryce Harper. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but but that's like such not, a not a big deal because he has come clean on that early yeah. on. And at this point, if you're mad about that, you got something wrong with you. Yeah, find other things to worry about. Yes. Uh, okay, so the Cup final, in my opinion, in watching this Cup final, and I picked Washington to win the final in six because I thought it was a great matchup. I for picked them in seven, and everybody was like, "Okay, who's Vegas going to match up against?" It it was more about a, a team that could match up against them as opposed to whoever came out of the Western Conference being able to match up against the East. Yes. So, But what the Caps have done, and the reason why I think they were a tougher opponent for Vegas, was because of what, A, they can do in the neutral zone with size and speed. Mm-hmm. And the, the biggest key that I'm seeing watching this is the back pressure. Uh, whenever Vegas enters the zone, they try and pull up. And they and the back pressure has been right there for the Caps. It has really boggling them the entire. They they're out Vegasing Vegas. Well, they are. I mean, the one the first thing that that Washington really out Vegas Vegas on was they put five guys in between the two circles, mm-hmm. and the only way you could beat them is with great passing and great speed on the wing. Well, check that box because yeah. Washington's got that. Washington's also got. A, Three great shot blockers. Mm-hmm. They have Orpic, they have Niskanen, and TJ Oshie is a great shot blocker, yeah. and he's not afraid and to do it. They're blocking a ton, and they're blocking a ton. Yeah. So there's a lot of shots that Braden Holpe never ever sees, and that's a big deal. So I look at those things. Plus, again, Alex Ovechkin. I, I said it when I was sort of doing my preview. There's nobody on the Vegas side that's like Alex Ovechkin. And they don't no, have a star. No, there's no, no slight to them. Yeah. Maybe Cody Glass will be that guy. Mm-hmm. But until then, he was an X factor no matter what. And to to his credit, he has really been an amazing team player in these playoffs. And I think he has 14 goals, which is he does, no, leads the, yeah, leads the NHL in the playoffs. No slouch, but he's doing so many other things. And actually, he has realized now, too, when he carries the puck in his own, he doesn't go to his favorite shot spot anymore mm-hmm. because he wants to beat Vegas at their game. So he sort of moves over to the right side, looks in the corner, and they look to make that next pass yep. and get some open net. So good for him. Yeah, you've even seen on the power play him uh, abandon his patented yes. spot there. John Carlson the other night gets the one-time goal there, and you're swearing. That's yeah. got to be a veteran. No, he's out high yes. showing that variance in that power play, which is a vicious power play. By it's the a way. vicious power play, yeah, and, it's, and it's always been good. Yeah, and, and the fact that Backstrom is doing anything, we're a little surprised at. But here's the thing. Kuznetsov looked really hurt a week ago, and he's just been unbelievable. So, again, if anybody had the stereotype about Russians that they can't be tough, mm-hmm. stop it. Yeah, you're they seeing are. Kuznetsov take his game and the maturation of he his game. He could be the Conn Smythe now. Yeah, I mean, he's got the most points. He's 30-plus yeah. points. Uh, I think 34 right now. Yep. Four assists the other night to, yep. to lead the uh, the Caps in that first period. Three goals in the first period that they go up 3 nothing in the game. I like the Eagle, too. Do you like that, that he does that? I don't mind it. Yeah, the pterodactyl, yeah. the Eagle, I call it. Whatever it is, I kind of like it. Yeah, I, it's showmanship. Yeah, I, I don't think it's like one of those things where he's literally showing up anybody. I, I think it's because if he, he's on that team, so he's sort of in the spirit mm-hmm. of it, and I'm okay with it. Yeah, and, and what is Vegas going to complain after the pregame ceremonies that they put on? I think the one is still although going Pat on. Sajak, although Pat Sajak got um, Braden McNabb's name wrong. That yeah. wasn't good. Oh, yeah, that was embarrassing. Just to roll yeah. out Pat Sajak. Now, here's the thing. The one weird thing was Linda Carter. Like, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. I think Wonder Woman. She might have just showed up at the game, and all of a sudden she got coverage because yeah. Wonder Woman's still so popular. I didn't even know Linda Carter was still alive, to be honest with you. Okay, well, that's fair. I mean, uh, the one thing that I was hard-pressed, you know, Sting shows up anywhere that there's dollar signs, right? Mm-hmm. So... He's not a Caps fan, but I looked and I tried to find bands from from the D.C. area. Yeah. It's almost impossible. It's, it's a transient town on the East Coast, yeah, too, because it, it's just so Like political. Baltimore, you could find them, but you mm-hmm. can't really find them for D.C. Like, actually, the best musician I could find for D.C. was John Philip Sousa. Wow. <laughs> and he's not alive. No, he's, he's been dead a while. He's been dead a long time. Um, can Vegas get back in the series? Can, yeah, I think. Can they push it to seven? I don't know if they could push it to seven. Yeah, I, think, I don't think so. I think the cap, once the Caps broke that jinx at home, which I didn't mm-hmm. think was going to be long-lasting, 
I don't think they can get it to seven, but I think they can win their home game. And I think if they win their home game, their home fans will go crazy. They'll probably even ask them for the sticks up in the air and yeah. stuff, and they'll look at it like, hey, guys, great season. If you could bring it back here, all the better. Yeah. But otherwise, you've given us more than we ever could have hoped for. Actually, they've killed it for the Raiders. Like, the Raiders are going to go oh, in there, yeah. and they are really just going to be a bastard team because they're not even from there. Yeah. The Vegas-born, whoever came up with the Vegas-born motto, mm-hmm. tagline, marketing, genius. Yeah, and, and it's worked great. They've been a, a marketing dream the entire year from their Twitter account to the way they've handled these previous So much ceremonies. better than the Mighty Ducks. No, I no question about it. Um, <laughs> and we'll see if, they, if they're able to, to push this to a Game 6 back in D.C. It's Ovechkin's time. Um, yeah, and like you said, the hockey community and certainly the hockey media is pulling for that story to see him lift the cup. Yes. He's never going to be uh, as great as Sidney Crosby because he doesn't have time to do it. No, but he's the greatest goal scorer of his era and really of the last 20 years or more. Is he a top three goal scorer of all time in this league? He's close. He's, he, I think with uh, playoff goals included, I just wrote about this in Sportsology, maybe 652 goals, something mm-hmm. like that. That's pretty good. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and talk about league-adjusted scoring. And it's only 13 years. He's playing yeah. more after this. Yeah, and it, it knocked on 50 again this year, got 49 yeah. in the regular season. So, yes, I, I think it's fair to say top three, top four, yes. Every time he shoots the puck, he shoots it as it looks like has as hard as he absolutely can yeah. in practice, warm-ups, everything. And I'll be honest, when he was drafted and and I was there at his draft and you know, Leonsis actually learned Russian at the time because mm-hmm. he wanted to welcome to him. him yeah. I was a little worried about the way he played recklessly with his body mm-hmm. and was thinking, boy, how is he going to hold up? He's holding up. And and I guess that's that's a credit to his working out and just being bulky because yeah. he is He's look, a linebacker on he, skates. He is a linebacker yeah. on skates. We don't talk about that all that much because yeah. he's such a good scorer, but this guy's freakishly strong, yeah. too. And when you see him in person out of equipment... And he's not ripped. It's not no. like he's ripped. It's no. not like that. He, but he's, he's he's a big boy on yes. skates, and, and you're, you're right. Because he's so skilled, people don't realize the physicality that he can play with. Right. And you, you saw it a couple of years ago when the Flyers played them in the first round, and he took Couturier out on that. Oh, game. yeah. I mean, he doesn't hit guys. He blows them up. He does. Um, so it's been a really interesting series, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. Holpe has been uh, very good for that team obviously he, he's locked in luck, but i think he's had like an outer body experience mm-hmm. like when you see him just before he gets on the ice i swear he closes his eyes and then starts skating and then gets out there i know he does the visualization but he seems very, very superstitious like robotic and almost like the terminator like mm-hmm. even when he's like you know when there's a break and he's at the water bottle it's almost like he's not paying attention to anything. He's got a real calm demeanor, almost yeah. like very aloof, like, uh, oh, I'm hard. Yeah, yeah. Like he's almost yawning at times. Yeah. And I get the chance to see him up close when they come to Philadelphia. Yeah, it's crazy. To watch him from the Zamboni and really watch his mannerisms. And yeah. He, he's, a, he's a prisoner. Uh, he's like a creature of habit. Every face-off, he does the same routine off the pipe. Yeah. Uh, flexes his arms up every time and never changes, whether he's playing good, bad, or indifferent. But right now, a couple of monster saves in this series. Oh. Oh, it, I mean the last the last game with just the uh, the stick. Game there was a game. wide open net. Mm-hmm. I mean that was just incredible. Yeah, he right now he is definitely in the heads of Vegas. There's mm-hmm. no question. He's been better than Flurry too. He has been better than Flurry. Although, look, Vegas's first five minutes of the last game, they were great. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were. They just couldn't put the puck in the net. Yeah, when you come away from that with nothing, that hurt them. And, and then you get a back, you get a power play the other way, and they score. Yeah, that's a backbreaker. That was a TJ Oshie goal to, uh, to open yeah. the scoring there. And um, and Oshie's been incredibly physical in this series. Yeah, Oshie's picked it up every series. Like I know at the beginning he was getting killed a little bit, and he's a smart hockey. Player. He's he is a smart hockey player. He's another guy. If you look at the size of TJ Oshie. He's a big, strong guy. And actually, Thick. you know, when he um, – nobody can really figure out why he got a game misconduct the other game. Yeah. Um, even, like, A.J. Perez was asking me. He works with USA Today. And at first I said, I don't know. And then I was driving home. And I did text while I was driving. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I realized he probably just cursed out the ref. Because yeah. I know he went to go back into the fracas and wanted to beat somebody up. Yeah. And I think he probably just cursed at the ref. Yeah, he wanted a pound of flesh. Now, one of the other interesting byproducts of this is Barry Trotz who is on the doorstep of winning his first Stanley Cup championship. Very respected coach. Done a tremendous job with, along with his staff. Special needs son. Like, he's such a great guy. I've There's seen him with his family. Yeah. There's everything likable about him. Nobody ever says a bad word about him. He is loosey-goosey, man. He is no contract. Yep. Like, I'd love to be that loosey-goosey. But oh. again, you know, he's made pretty good money in this league. Let's is not. He, if they win the Cup, and I think they will, 
is he back next year? No. Or is he going out? No, he's done. Because he would have signed something on his own terms at this I point. I think so. And, I, I, you know, there's the rumor he doesn't get along with McClellan. And, and if that's the case... So be it, but I it's just sail off after a couple. Of, <laughs> yeah, well, he'll I, end up somewhere. We think. Yeah. I mean, my my feeling is is that you know he'll call Paul Fenton maybe and maybe in end Minnesota. up in Minnesota. Then maybe the this is connection. why the Islanders are sort of waiting on their search because maybe they'll talk to you know Boudreau and mm-hmm. amongst other guys, DJ Smith, who's an assistant. You know, there's other guys for the Islanders, but the idea is an assistant for the Leafs. I didn't get to finish that, but I don't know. I. I think he's gone, and I think maybe he'll want to coach again. Mm-hmm. Maybe he won't. Maybe, maybe he will take a year off. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's a very bizarre situation. And you're right. Maybe he does connect with Fenton, who he has the Nashville connection with. Yeah. Um, and then Bruce ends up on the island. Let's talk about the island because uh, Lou Lamarillo, he's a fixer. He gets things done. He's a problem solver. He's got a high pedigree, gotten a lot of big things done in the NHL. He's out of Toronto. He ends up uh, running all the operations now on the island, and he dismissed Garth Snow and Doug Waite. Um, is this all in an effort to re-sign John Tavares? It's, it's, it's a help for that. I think it's they wanted to fix the organization, though. I think they saw that, hey, we could be operating so much better. Everything goes through Tavares, there's no question, but they had bigger problems than that. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's more than that. And I think so over- even if they lose Tavares... They're still in a better position. They are structurally. They are, but, but you know, here's the thing. I mean, Lou has not made every organization great. Mm-hmm. Like he did for New Jersey for a long time, and then the last couple of years in New Jersey were rough. Yeah. Uh, so I he can't didn't leave it healthy. No, and no. so I, the bones of it were horrible. And then Shiro did a great job remodeling that. I can't say everything he touches is gold. I mean, I I, I would like to say that, mm-hmm. but even when he picked up the Leafs, there was a lot of good things there. But he helped him get rid of for enough contract. Mm-hmm. He's great at getting rid of contracts, but he never brought a number one defenseman there. I mean, Ron Hainsey is not that guy. No. So they're still missing that. There's things that the Leafs are still missing, but they had more to start with. If you go look on cap friendly for the Islanders. There's a lot of a lot of RFAs and there's a lot of UFAs and so after a lot of big decisions to be made here. So yeah. after Tavares, they still have a lot of guys. You know, I know they want to bring in a goalie. You start looking around the league. Are you going to give up those two first round picks for a goalie? What do you have? They have eleven and twelve. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's what they're going to do. And but there's not that many great goalies. Are they going to you know look for a Steve Mason, a Philip Grubauer? You see, you don't get a goalie that way. I know, but but if but they're this they're not available. But. Frederick Anderson was about the best he could get for the Leafs, and he's been mm. good. Yeah. He can't get out of the first round yet, so we don't know how good, mm-hmm. but he's definitely served the purpose. Like I like John Gillies in Calgary, but again, you know, Mike Smith's contract's not that long, so maybe they're not going to get rid of Gillies, although they have other guys in their system, too. So and He doesn't take a chance trading for a guy like Carey Price with that insane contract. No, I don't think... I, originally, I thought there might be a chance. You know, Rene's on his on his last year. Do they get a, a, a Rene like they did in Bakoff? Maybe. Yeah, but even Rene that may would, need to move on too, but that may cost you yeah. at least one of the first round picks and another player. And so I don't know. I mean, they can't move Grice, so they're in a similar situation to the Flyers goaltending wise, and they'll get somebody. But I don't know if they're going to get somebody like Corey Schneider like last time. Like I don't think Lou is always going to have this, you know, magic wand. That's yeah. that's all I'm trying to say. Like he pulled with Vancouver. Yeah, you're absolutely right to, to get Corey Schneider. Right. And the only difference between uh, their goalie situation and the Flyers, the Flyers have a couple of guys in, in Felix Sandstrom and obviously Carter Hart. Yeah. Yeah. the wings, and yeah. uh, the Carter Hart will be with the Phantoms next year. Yeah, and he needs the whole year with the Phantoms. I know people are like, well, if he starts doing great in the AHL, hey, listen, he could be the smartest, best goalie, and Ron Hextel will tell you, then let him be the best goalie in the AHL, mm-hmm. let him win the award, and then they'll worry about it. But until then, he needs f- reps against bigger, older players. Yep. Let him do that. Don't bring him up. Even if your goaltending situation's a mess in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. you leave him alone. Just yeah. let him play a full year. If you if Lion if Neuvert is back and Lion's down there, you bring Lion up. You right. don't bring him up. Right. It's just not the move to do at that time. No. And look, a lot of people say, Well, look, Mark Andre Fleury, obviously where he was drafted. He's the last guy to actually do that and it's pre cap. And he played in the AHL. Yes, I mean, and he, he still did played and, about sixty games. Yeah, and his coach hated him. Yeah. Um Terrian hated him. Although I yeah, have Michelle to say, Perry. he was the greatest 
post-game guy ever in the AHL. Like he, you never knew what he was going to say, oh. and when he would just go off. And and so you know, he and Flurry didn't get along, but he and the media didn't get along yeah, either. There's a lot of those guys. <laughs> um, another guy, uh, you know, that that did that is Matt Murray. He played right. 74 games, I believe, in the yeah. NHL. Everybody has this delusion that he just popped into I the know. NHL and won two cups no. right out of junior. That just doesn't happen. No, the game the game is too different at each level to be able to. And do especially that. for a goalie, it's like you they need time to get the mental part in check. And also Carter Hart's thinking, yeah, I've got all this down, but he doesn't have 30, 35-year-old guys bombing the crease, mm-hmm. running into him full speed. Like that's going to that's going to change things in a hurry, and that's when he's going to realize how the core strength and your lower body strength has to be just so. Like you have to have legs like tree trunks. Like oh. I used to look at Mike Richter's legs and say, "All right, he's not the biggest guy, but this is the base. Yeah. You need that base." Yeah, that's his foundation. Yeah. And the other thing you got to realize too, when you're playing in 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 juniors or whether it's in the queue or oh, wherever it is, you know, you can get away with being down on your knees because a guy can't yeah. bury that shot. Correct. If you're in a reverse V situation. Yeah. In the NHL, you leave that crease, it's in behind you. Yeah. You're dead. Oh, you, yeah. So you have to really... I mean, you look at Kuznetsov. He went on the off wing and he shot it like a laser really high. The guy who used to own that shot was Mark Messier, but mm. I've never even seen him shoot it with... The off wing shot? Yes. Yeah. I've seen him shoot the off wing shot, but I've never seen him shoot it that hard, as mm. hard as Kuznetsov did. And, you know, Messier is an all-timer and he had a really hard shot. But that off wing shot now, the guys could pick that corner high mm. like that? Crazy. When their bodies opened up, Mark yeah. Recchi was an Another guy that could bury the off-wing shot, yeah. no question about it. Uh, so, so we'll see how that plays out, uh, obviously, on the island, and that'll be uh, one of the big storylines as we get All closer summer. and closer yeah, to, to free agencies right around the corner at this point. It is. Um, when you look at uh, um, around the league right now and, and the free agents that will be out there, let's talk about Eric Carlson real quick. Okay. Because uh, he's not a free agent no. of yet, but he's available to be signed to an extension as of July 1st in the league year. Uh, where does he end up? Is he going to be moved and out of Ottawa uh, for a a monster package. I think it I think that is what's going to happen, but I think if I were Ottawa, if I were in charge of their PR, I would make the offer public to him. Mm-hmm. And I would say this is our offer to you, you know, 8 so years know at what whatever. He's turning down. Correct. And then, you know, it's similar to like what the Mets did with Mike Hampton. Remember that mm-hmm. offer? And then Hampton turned it down, and then like four teams ended up having to pick up. And Hampton's reason was, oh, it was the school system. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was the money, right? Because yeah. he got like 40 extra million from Colorado. Well, same thing with this. I think they should make the offer, and I have every reason to believe they will, make it public, and then just say, we're just waiting to hear from them. We and put then, our best offer out, and we put a that's really it. And good this offer is all we could afford. This yeah. is it. This is what we can do. Yeah, balls in his court. If he wants to stay here, he'll stay here. If not, right, we'll, we'll shop it. And I think they should do that. And then I don't think. Well, he'll... What's the number on him? You think? Ooh. What does he end up signing for? Is it ten and a half? It should be around ten and a half. Seven for well, I mean, he can get eight from them, so yeah. they have to give him eight. Yeah. So who's I the forget suitors? what the max is. Is the max eighty? Um, I think it's it's like what seventeen percent of the salary? yeah. So if it, it'll depend on where the cap falls. Yeah, that's true because it's going to go up five million. I'm not that good in math. What, what is um what does Tavares' contract look like if he hits the market? He's going to get nine and a half, ten, easy. Yeah. He might get ten point two five. You know, so it's going to be you something look at what's like that. Going on in Chicago. Um, any sleepers on Tavares? Uh, you know, San Jose, I think, uh, mm-hmm. is a team that could... And they're actually willing to give term now, which is yes. something they and they have did. they have a lot. They're probably the team that could take him and have a chance at winning. I think we all think Vegas, because, look, they've got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's possible, but I don't think McPhee's going to go there. Uh, I don't know that he would go there. Yeah, St. Situation. Louis is a possibility because they they can move mm-hmm. some t- contract out, and they're one of those teams that's been perennially close. Yeah, so that there's a chance there. Uh, you know, other than that, there's probably another team or two. Um, I, I always thought Vancouver because they have all this cap space and. Thatcher Demko's coming, so maybe in a year he'll be that guy. He'll he'll probably start to play this year. I know the Penguins have been floated a bit. I don't think they can do it. Even if they get rid of Kessel, I don't think they can do yeah. it. Yeah, it just seems like it's too much. Yeah, it's too. I mean, now too it's much. a great situation for Tavares because he'd be third in a pecking order. I mean, he's a three C on that team, but that, that's the problem. <laughs> I don't think he wants to play three C. No, so I don't. I don't think you'll see that. Yeah, and it's very rare that you see a player of his stature um, in their prime. Hit the market. Right. Stamkos a couple years ago got close, but it didn't happen. Yeah. Um, so this is rare indeed. There's probably a couple teams laying in the weeds as well. Oh, no. There's other teams laying in the weeds. Yeah. Downplaying the situation. Particularly yeah, I, one maybe in Philadelphia. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I mean, we can't take GMs so literally, right? Because 
GMs will always change their tune at some point. At some point, you know, management will go to them, ownership mm-hmm. goes to them and says, we like what you're doing, but, and then then the course changes. Now, the one thing I think Hextall will stick with is he doesn't want anybody over 30. Yeah. But Tavares isn't over 30. No. So if he becomes a free agent that still sticks with his plan, I think people have sort of discounted the thought of them spending any money because I heard a few weeks ago, oh, they're not doing anything significant. Why? I mean, we don't know that. Yeah. It's just and why he has your hand? Right. And he, but he has certain things that he wants and he doesn't want an older mm-hmm. player. So it, is it possible? Sure. I mean, they would have to do some things. I mean, mm-hmm. with, especially long term because you with have the cap going up. up five million, that's not enough. Yeah, but you look at you know, Konechny's going to be coming up. You're going to have to pay him Prover off, right? And there's other and guys. And you got guys coming court. off. Yeah, you do. Um, real quick, one more flyer thing for you. Sam Moran's going to be out till February. Knee injury, um, devastating knee injury for, and he's had a litany of injuries this year that he dealt yeah. with. Uh, the eleventh pick back in 2013. What's the future here? It might be the same as Dylan McElrath. Mm-hmm. Remember, he his knee sort of kneecap sort of exploded with the Rangers. Now, I never had any real faith that he would be an everyday NHL or anyhow. I felt like he was just going to be a fighter. Moran was better than that, but Moran's missed a lot of development time, and mm-hmm. now this, he'll play again all year for the Phantoms. I don't know if he'll... The problem is, I think by the time he's rehabbed and fully ready to go, who knows? The NHL might be too fast for him at that yeah. point. And you're right, and the game is changing so much. And, and that's what happens a lot of times. Like Michael Dalcol, right? When he got drafted, he was at the right speed for the NHL. By the mm-hmm. time he's ready, each year he's trying to make it now. He's just not fast yeah. enough. And it's a shame you see some guys um, that had an NHL career, a marginal NHL career, yeah. and had they been playing right now, they would have been sensational. Yeah, like as an example, like someday we're going to see a team, like Vegas is r- ridiculously fast, and when you see them live, you can really yeah. appreciate it, but there'll be a team of like all guys with the same speed as like Morgan Frost. Like there'll be teams mm-hmm. like that, all four lines, that's how they're going to roll it. Yeah, and, and no, not a lot of and size. And defense too, right. Because that speed just puts so much pressure on a team's defense at all times. There's no time on the ice. Right. You combine that And there'll be a mix. Speed. There'll be, but you know, the freakish guys, like the Svechnikovs who have that speed and the size, then and they'll be yeah. the really oh. coveted guys because then that's like, wow, now you've got the best of both worlds. They can dominate. They can dominate. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the thing is, too, is you, you combine that skating speed with the ability to move the puck with skill. Right. And it's like, wow, the yeah. game has gotten so fast that it's just incredible. Yeah, like Philly can see happens. that with Sean Couturier. Like, he had oh, all, yeah. the, all the tools there, and now he's put it together playing with elite players, and that's the difference. So, yeah, I think, unfortunately for Moran, it's going to be very, very difficult. And look, I also want to derail the Philly Myers stuff. There's no way in the world he should be starting the season with the Flyers. Even if he looks great mm-hmm. out of camp, he's played 74 professional games, and yeah. he's gotten hurt a lot. There's no way I want, would want him to start the season with the Flyers. There would have to be three injuries to their blue line before I would ever consider it. Yeah, and here's the thing. They're going to add a veteran of defenseman to this team. Maybe John Carlson. Yeah, know. and I mentioned Carlson a few weeks ago. I well, do think that that's high. It's high, though, and that is the problem. Mm-hmm. Like It's going to cost you. Yeah, and he, he's a guy that can quarterback your power play. Yeah. They don't need that, but yeah. obviously... You get him. You find a way to make it work. Yeah. Um, but it'll be a really interesting offseason. Um, free agency, you expect it to be pretty uh, out of control this year? Well, I think, I think again, Tavares will clog up the works. Yeah, depending like it, on how that Like falls. it did with Stamkos. Like, you know, yeah. Mm. Because well, the market's kind of set because of Evander Kane. It is. Seven, seven years, seven million forty-nine. I mean, that's a pretty big number for a guy with a, with yeah. a history. People, offensive players are going to have a hard time moving if they're if they're there's not that many upper echelon, but like Carlson's got his own market, right? Mm-hmm. So whenever some team steps forward, and I don't think the Caps will be able to afford it unless he gives them a discount. Whenever that team Here's steps John Carlson, forward, yeah. John Carlson, not Eric, it'll happen, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, so I think there's that, but it's not a great free agent class. Like yeah. this isn't like a tremendous free agent class. I mean, I you know I don't know James Neal will he be a part of it? Could be. I, you probably would think that he would be. I would we think he's going to be there now, right? <laughs> yeah. I would think he's going to look at it because he's. I think he's 30, 30 31. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'm sure Vegas wants him back, but I'm sure his agent's saying this is your last deal, dude. Yeah. You got to cash in. You got to. You got to cash in. You've played in the Stanley Cup. Let's. Yeah. And the last thing that Vegas wants to do is put a collar around their neck, right? When they're in such a good cap situation, right? Because they they could have maybe Eric Branstrom making the team next year, Cody Glass, some of the guys mm-hmm. they drafted. A couple, you know, it'll be two years ago by the time you get ready. Yeah. Yeah. So. 
Neil's like a big one. Stastny will be out there. Yeah, Stastny's interesting because, like, I felt he had a little resurgence, but he doesn't have great speed either. No. And that would, game's going away from that. If you lose a hat, if you're a guy that look at the David Backus signing, I was yeah. against it from the start. Me too. And I think he got forty something points, but like they paid a lot of money for a guy. Yeah. And I get it; he's great in the room. I, I love what he does with the dog charities on the side. Fantastic. But at the end of the day, because he has his own. But at the end of the day, those kinds of players. I, I don't want to invest heavy into him. Yeah, because the league's not going in that direction. Yeah, and Stastny's great on faceoffs, but his numbers have been going down, mm-hmm. and you know he's not the fastest guy. Yeah, you only take a guy like Stastny if you get you get the right the right number, the right AAV, and the right term. Yeah, and he's got a slot as a three. Now seat. another thing is, if Carlson were to re-sign with Ottawa, then you could look for them to trade somebody. Maybe it's Duchesne or mm-hmm. Hoffman. One of those guys will be going. I don't yeah. think Stone will go. I think they'll give him the big money. But I think Duchesne or Hoffman goes, and then like there, that's that's a pretty good guy for some teams to get. Um, positioning for the next expansion in Seattle. Um, they got to offer Seattle the same rules they offered. Yeah, Las I don't Vegas. think they could change it. You can't because because they already uh, knocked them up 150 million for the yeah. franchise fee, right? To 650 million dollars to get the franchise. Yeah, once you sign that check, it's yeah. pretty much done. Although the NHL kind of tempered the, the the Seattle story a little bit recently. It's still going to happen, mm-hmm. but maybe they're just jockeying for some position. There. I think they're jockeying for position. Uh, maybe again when you're when you're refurbing a place, like I was at, was a key bank. I got to figure out what they're yeah, calling key bank it. arena, key arena. I was there. I was there for the last season, which I didn't know at the time for the SuperSonics. I got invited out from Microsoft, so I was there. Mm-hmm. I liked the place. I didn't get to see hockey there, and I know people that cover there, and they said it wasn't great for hockey, and that's why they're redoing I know it. They redid all the luxury boxes and all that, stuff. right? Yeah. So, but how long? Maybe the remodel is getting slowed up a little. I mean, Maybe that's my guess is it's probably that yeah. because they have a lot of issues with city council and stuff there. And even though the money was earmarked, you know, maybe you know, so I, I'm guessing that's probably been slowed up a little. Let me circle back real quick. Yeah, when Trotz leaves Washington after winning the cup, who's Washington's next coach? Oh, it's their assistant. Oh, they're just going to transfer right over. Yeah, yeah. Um, they wouldn't consider uh, Avino or anything. No, like no, that? no. They their their assistant's great. His name is escaping me right this second. Okay, but he he is tremendous, and and teams wanted him. Okay, and I and I've talked about him before, and it's just succession plan in place. Yes, yeah, so the succession plan is there. It's not an issue. All right, you were out at the combine. Yes, and the combine in the NHL is not the same as the combine in the NFL. In the NFL, uh, it is a big uh, predictor or asset the information they gain for teams in drafting. Um, in the NHL, it's a, it's another opportunity for players to just go in and maybe interview, show some things, show some strength, um, where they are in development as a hockey player and as a man. What did you see at the Combine? All right, so there's two things. They're definitely going for baseline testing on these guys. Like, even though the top prospects game does some testing, they want the Combine, knowing that the players take it seriously, they want that to be the baseline testing so they get those numbers. Then when they come into rookie camp, they show them those numbers, and they say, you have to do better in this, even if it's great. Yeah. This is what this is your starting point, guys, just yep. so you know. So, so that's something. Liam Foodie was a guy who was ranked like 46th by Central Scouting, and, boy, he was just a world beater there. And and so I have a feeling that he has probably improved his stock. Jesperi mm-hmm. uh, Kokakanami actually tested very well. Evan Bouchard, strength-wise, was ridiculous. Now, if you look at him, he is definitely a stocky guy, and he's a fast guy. But he was just super, super fit, and I think that's going to help him because, you know, we all looked at Quinn Hughes as being better and, and maybe Noah Dobson, or at least I feel that way, but maybe Bouchard is going to pass him after the combine. It's possible. I mean, the the psychological part is massive, though. Yeah. And I think people don't realize how important it is. This year's thing was the school bus. Yeah. I don't know if you ever seen the picture of the school bus. Yeah. You have to figure out if it's coming or going. Yeah. I hate that stuff. But anyhow, yeah. getting past that. What does that got to do with putting a puck in a net? Well, I mean, you do want to know if the player processing critical, information. Processing information, yep. critical thinking. Yeah. And, and so, like, even someone, like, is on my page because I, I put up a... Uh, a highlight of just one of the guys doing like that shuffle, you know, where they run as fast as they mm-hmm. can, almost like we're doing suicides, like a short basketball almost, practice. Yeah. yeah. And and someone said, well, who cares if Zadine is doing it? But again, it shows speed burst. Yeah. And he was ridiculous. Which is the biggest thing in the game. Right. And he was ridiculously fast on land. He yeah. was. Uh, that was something that, that was definitely eye-opening. Uh, you know, there's there's a couple guys. Blake McLaughlin is a, a guy who's almost pointy game in the USHL. Mm-hmm. Flyers talked to him, and he loved Ron Hextall. He's like, you know, I wanted to take a picture with him. He goes, but then I thought about it and said, ooh, that's not that professional. So he yeah. didn't do it. <laughs> but, like, like that was great. Shows an immaturity. Um, Matias Samuelson, I feel like, is being very overlooked in this draft. 
I think they look at him as strictly as a defensive defenseman, and he has got a great shot. I've seen him play power play. I think people are missing it a little bit on him. Even experts, yeah. I believe, are missing it on him. But but since I know him a little, right, his sister works for the Flyers, and his dad works for the Flyers, yeah. I, I always wait to ask him something funny, but I wait till like some of the people are gone. Yeah. And so I asked Smaller him audience. I asked him if he was if he was stronger than Shell, and, and he goes, no, not yet. And I said, what about an arm wrestle? Can't you even beat him? That was a big thing with me and my dad. When I could beat my dad in an arm wrestle, I was oh, happy. Yeah. And he but, and, I would never let you win. Right. And yeah. and I did finally beat my dad and he was just like He's a big boy. Yeah. <laughs> Talking about his dad. Well, it was dad pretty funny. Yeah, no and question. I did. I ran with that quote. He knew I was going to run with that quote. That's yeah. the funny thing. So he, he's pretty funny. But um, How about Brady Kachuk? Brady Kachuk. Here's the thing I didn't know about, and this is where you can glean some great info at the Combine. You'd have to be in the scrum, but he said when he joined USA Hockey a couple of years ago, the program, five foot nine. Small. He's six foot three. Yeah, he's shooting up. So he's like plastic man. So he, you know, even though he's like one ninety five or whatever yeah. now, and still pretty strong. Think about what he is going to be because he he has gotten so elongated, and now the next couple of years, yeah. they'll be building him out. And he's got great strength already, I, and that's what I'm saying. And so you know, you look at the family, and I think that's why he has the highest ceiling of any of the forwards in this draft. And I do fully believe that. I have him ranked second. That's really not going to change. Gonna go. I don't. I don't know if he'll go second. I think Svechnikov is sort of married, I think, mm-hmm. to Carolina. They showed a picture of him on Twitter. I think there's a good chance he goes there. But Brady Kachuk is really interesting. Um, some other guys, there was um, Keandre Miller is a big defenseman for the NTDP, and his kid's 6'3". I think he's yeah 206. He might be more than that now. Yeah. And I, I see him with his shirt off, and this guy is just massive. He is kind of like a better Darnell Nurse. Okay. And and if I'm the Flyers, again, even though everybody looks at the Flyers and says, look at all this defensive depth, it's not enough. Not with Moran down. Mm-hmm. Now, not with um, Myers getting hurt a lot. Yeah, you know, if I got Miller up on the board, even at fourteen, I have to mm. seriously consider taking him because he could be a two or a four. Like that's what I think. And he's Keandre, like a two and he's or got, three year away development. Yes, and he's got great speed. He was a forward. He converted to defense, but it's like puck retrieval is really, really impressive. And did he play in juniors last? Is he going to be in juniors? Uh, I think he's going to college, and I don't know okay. where he committed to yet. So that's where he's at. Kokanemi is an interesting one because he probably won't be there at 14, but if you package where they have 14 and 19, mm-hmm. yeah. you package that, you could get him. Yeah. And he is, to me, the best center in this draft. I know some people like Barrett Hayton. I also think there's a recency bias with Barrett Hayton and mm-hmm. the Sioux and, and the OHL. And Kokanemi, I mean, he really came in that combine and he looked bigger than what I had seen him at the Five Nations. Yeah. Already ridiculously skilled. He can make hard passes in traffic. He's got a great shot and he's a 200-foot player for real, not yeah. just BS. And he's, and he's a great center. And so, you know what? The Flyers need that now. Now that they've yeah. you know, moved Giroux over, I don't know if Frost will play center at the NHL level. Yeah, he's going to start off body. A, He's going to start off on the wing yeah. for sure. And Take then you'll see. Responsibility off and, and so, like, they could use that, that next guy to even make him a, a 2C. And so... He could be the guy. So yeah. that's that's somebody. Uh, Philip Hallander is a guy who he got hurt, I believe, in the Five Nations, but I did see him for a couple of games. And he's a center or wing, 6'1", 185. This kid is smooth as silk. He's a guy they I think would fit well for them. Who knows where? Spencer Stastny is a smaller um, defenseman, 5'10", NTDP. I've had his teammates just singing his praises to me and very creative offensively. Good skater, too, Good, right? Oh, yeah. excellent skater. Yeah. And and you know what? You always need a guy like that. Gosh, the spear, you know, in five years, where is he going to be? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know. So a kid like that could be good. And Adam Ginning at 6'3", he's about 200 now. This kid is a great skating defensive. Huge already. He is a great skating defensive defenseman, but when I spoke to him, and he spoke to the Flyers, and everybody I'm talking to spoke to the Flyers, mm-hmm. Ginning basically told me, he goes, I'm a defensive defense. Like, he already knows what his role is. Like, some guys say, yeah, I'm a defensive defenseman, but I have offense in my game. No, no. He he's is not old. overselling anything. He is not. not. He, knows he knows exactly what he, what he is, and I like that. And I think that's somebody who, could that be the Moran replacement somewhere yeah. in this draft? It could be. Okay. Um, Rasmus Dahlin. Um, it's, it's, there's no conceivable notion that I can come up with that he's not going to be the number one overall pick. No, he I'd, will be. And, and he yeah. was, he, I'll tell you how you knew for sure. When you walked in the combine, and this, I've been only to like three combines, maybe, yeah, three now, maybe four. 
I've never seen the first overall pick or suspected first overall pick walk around with the team that's going to be his team's yeah. PR. He was walking around. Now, it is a Buffalo event, but Buffalo PR doesn't escort everybody around. They were with Darlene, yeah. so it's like, yeah, he's... They've he, attached to him already. He's their guy. He's a generational talent. Like, And he... What I got from him at the Combine that I didn't get before, and look, I interviewed him. It's on my Instagram straight after the loss at the World Juniors. Very composed. Yeah. Very uh, as good after a loss as after a win. Very mature on mm-hmm. and off the ice. He will be an NHLer next year. Uh, on Buffalo, he should be a second-pair guy, which is good. Yeah, you don't Let put him, him on the top unit right you away. You don't want to yeah. put him there right away. Let him start there, but put him on the power play. Even if it's second power play, that's yeah. fine. He's got a great shot. He's a great skater. He, he knows how to eliminate time and space, and he's really great with the puck. So people are going to look at him. I hope they don't use the L word, meaning Lidstrom. Don't yeah, Gotta stay away, I was stay away from that. that. I never do comparisons. I will never yeah. compare anybody because he's the only Rasmus Dahlin. That's the way I look yeah. at it. Yeah, and, and when you compare him to a guy, that's just unfair. It is. I mean, I don't know if people, a lot of people realize how great of a player he was. I know. I mean, he was just an incredible defender. Like, I rarely ever saw him make a mistake in a game. Yeah. Like, ever. And I, I mean, I, I watched him a lot of games. I mean, there's yeah. just no joke with that. Yeah, and his successes. Off the charts. Yeah. Uh, the draft is coming. It's it's not that far away. Um, let me ask you about uh, Ilya Kovalchuk. Yeah. Um, he's coming back to the NHL. Now, he, he recently changed agents. Mm. He's with CAA, same yeah. as John Tavares. Do they go as a package deal to the Islanders? They could. Mm. They could. That could be something where you save a little on John. The history, obviously. You with save Kovalchuk. a little on John. We give a little more to Ilya. Mm-hmm. So there is that possibility. Yeah. And obviously, he can still play. Yeah. Um, he may, doesn't have the foot speed he had when he left. Yeah. Um, but he's still a big physical specimen that's got hands that can oh, bury yeah. the puck. Yeah, yeah. And he's got to check the Stanley Cup box because he doesn't have that. I don't know that he's going to get that at the Islanders. I don't know. You know, here's the weird thing about him. I don't know if that's his number one concern, Kovalchuk. I I never got the feeling. Now, not to say he doesn't want to be a winner. Mm -hmm. I think he just enjoys being a star in the league. He says he wants to be in the Stanley Cup. But I've just seen him do so many things to the contrary that I'm, you know, he's been there, right? He was there at the Devils. That team was undermanned. He couldn't win the Stanley Cup for them, right? No. But I didn't get the impression that it was burning for him to get back there and win and especially when he left. Yeah. And he went for the KHL. Like, to me, it's like, why would you ever go there? Yeah. So that, he's a weird dude. Any chance Pavel uh, Datsuk ever returns? No. And, and he can sales? still play. I mean, we saw him play in, in the Olympics. He's, yeah. he's still terrific. But, no, he's done. I mean, he's won. He's won multiples. He's, he's just man. hanging. Yeah, he's a rich man. His yep. family's there. He could just play hockey for fun. Yeah. Well, what a, what a dream that is. I mean, you get to play hockey for fun. It's just different. Yeah. And it's not good hockey. You're playing with ham and eggers. Yeah. Oh, believe me. Uh, they're not even ham and they're not even eggers. <laughs> uh, it's pretty brutal. Um, so the draft coming, uh, that, not that far off. Free agency 22nd, 23rd. Yeah. Anything else we need to get into? Are we missing anything? I don't think so. I think we uh, we covered a lot. Yeah. I mean, hockey season's really not that far away, and it's still on the ice right now. It is. It, it, it's crazy. Well, it's a 17-day thing if it goes seven games, which yeah. is crazy. It's a lot like the NBA. With a double. Now, I will tell you this. There's a heavy the rumor. I'm going to give you a heavy rumor that somebody gave me. Okay. There is a possibility that ESPN is going to try again for the NHL contract. And one of the things that I heard about that is... If, oh, is the NBC deal up, or is this a... No, maybe it's an additional, or okay. or maybe when the NBC deal is up, I don't know, I just hear stuff. But maybe they're going to work it with the NBA so that there's never a conflict, because they would have both both um, under their for umbrella. The playoffs. For, the, for the playoffs. Okay, because I have made the suggestion that the sports calendar needs to change. Yeah, and I would change it for, for, for those two. Yeah, I mean, I would change the start times of the two seasons. Yeah, now I, I heard your baseball. To... I think you're crazy on baseball, but well, you can't shorten the season. It's never going to happen. Well, Shorten spring training. That's fine. Yeah, what I would do is I would start hockey regular season by the third week of September, and the cup would be handed up for Memorial Day every year. They I, no, but it, you know, I think the earliest I can remember is maybe like June first, second, third, something like that. Mm. First week of June, I'm good. If you yeah. could shorten it to that, I'm fine. I, I think, but again, you're going to shorten preseason games. Teams make yeah. money off of that. But I want to. Are you it. getting that revenue back? That's what they're going to ask you. Well, no, we're going to still play the same amount of games. We're just going to start a little. You're earlier. just going to start earlier. Yeah, and we're going to. So you know what you're going to kill. You know what you're going to kill. You're going to kill the World Championships, and you might be denting the well, the, um, the world. Still happen. You might be denting the World Cup. The hat I'm wearing. Because the NHL starts that, you know, that's their thing. Well, then they got to move that up. Well, they got they got to cater to me. They and then could. What I do is I start the NBA on Christmas, 
Yeah, and that and their finals begins mid June and end or not mid their their playoffs begin mid June and end by mid August. That way, I'm never stuck with just baseball. Right, the playoffs of the NHL never conflict in any way, shape, or form with the playoffs of the right. NBA. And I, I'm always serving my audience all through the year. In the fall, I've got football and I've got hockey starting. Yeah, the first half of their season at Christmas, I get hockey going along with the football playoffs. Football playoffs, March Madness clears. Boom, the hockey playoffs are underway. Cup is. The Cup Finals happening, not why the NBA Finals are happening. Yeah, and then the NBA is in the clear during baseball season. And then, if in your city your baseball team's out of it, you have something to look forward to, and you roll that right. Well, into we'll see how season. good this rumor is. If it is, it could change those two calendars mm. for the playoffs, which would probably then not is make there it. Any, any bad blood between the NHL and ESPN? Because ESPN, once they lost no. the rights, just kind of ignored the sport. No, that's just that's just it. They just anything they have under contract, they pay full attention to. So if it's you know the World Ping Pong Championships, WNBA. they're they're all in on that. Bowling, the World Bowling, yeah. you know, Pro Bowling Tour, WPT. You know, they'll give everybody. The only time they seem to give the NHL time of day is during the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. And I saw that they noticed, because I'll watch a little bit of it, that they had to start mentioning Vegas in the conference final because they, it was too large of a story to yeah. ignore. So even the ESPN was like, all right, look, we got to show some Vegas highlights now just in case. Uh, you believe the, the Vegas getting to the finals is good for the sport, right? Of course, yeah. yeah. And, and I don't think there's any conspiracy theory or anything like that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of ticked off GMs that they did make it yeah. based on you know how they got helped and how the system was. But nobody and, hey, felt that they, way at the time. Nobody that's, did. That's and revisionist history. Look, if anybody felt that way at the time, Vegas had it at 500 to 1 odds. Yeah. They don't, they're not in the business to lose money, but I do think Vegas did something smart, and I meant to mention this on another show recently. They made Vegas the, the favorite in this, like something like minus 135. So technically, they're going to wash each other out, maybe, what, yep. what they had, but... The people that had the capitals for the Stanley Cup, they were probably still at fifty to one. Oh yeah, no you know they were, but but not like anywhere near Vegas. Because this isn't the best Capitals team that's gotten to. No, I mean we all looked at we this all looked at go, this, huh? and then me included, we all looked at this team preseason and said their defense isn't what it should be. Yeah, but they did get Kempney at the deadline, and yeah. that has helped. He's them. paid big dividends. Big for dividends. Yeah, yeah, and it's very interesting because you know they won all those presidents trophies and all the pressure that came yep. along with. Well, this is the team that's going to finally do it, and then when you don't expect it, they they slay. You know uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins, and a lot of people thought, well, that was their Stanley Cup. How are they going to respond after that? And they just kept going. Yeah, pressure's off, and then all of a sudden, you know, boom, they end up in the Cup final. They beat Tampa to get there, and now they're on the doorstep of winning a Stanley Cup. And uh, it, it's going to be interesting when Alex Derevich can get that cup. Yeah, I mean, first championship in the nation's capital since you know, like John Riggins, and I was a big yeah. Jet fan, right? So John Riggins and the uh, and, and the, the Redskins. Redskins. Yeah. Um, what about if no, if, it was Rippin after that, right? Yeah, Mark Rippin. Yeah, they yeah, did have that. Doug Williams. Doug um, Williams, yeah. If, uh, if Vegas were to win the Cup, would Gary Bettman get booed? Yeah, he gets booed all the time. He shouldn't, though. He set up the system it, it doesn't that put matter. Them in position. Is there a chance that that's the one place they that doesn't boo? They should cheer the heck out of him. I think there's a chance, but I think the problem will be there'll be a mixed crowd there, Yeah, and those people will still boo him. He doesn't care. He's like a heel. Yeah. It's like a heel wrestler. He yeah. loves it. He wants more. Yeah. You know, he makes a lot of money. He doesn't care. Uh, will there be any rule changes this offseason that... Uh, Will shock us. Uh, they may change the playoff system, even not waiting for for Seattle. This system right now, the way it is, people the hate bracket it. Bracket system, yes, the bracket yeah. system. Um, it was something that fans wanted, so the league gave it to them. Mm-hmm. But now they don't like it. It was good because it had great first round matchups. Yeah, but then started to wane. Now this year they got lucky, I think, because it just happened to work out. But if you look at the teams that had gotten eliminated along the way, I can't tell you if I had a dollar for every people that said that the Western Conference Final was going to produce the Stanley Cup winner. I don't know. Now yeah. we, it doesn't look that good. Yeah, but right. everybody, but everybody felt that way. So and what it, did they go one to eight? Yeah, I think they need to go They'd back. They never to go that. one to sixteen because no, travel would no, just no. be too crazy. Yeah, so, so the one seed would play the eight seed, seven two. And yeah, I blah, think blah, if blah. they go back to that, that's their best bet. Mm-hmm. Let everything else you take care of teams itself for the regular season. Then, right? You know, now how would teams make the playoffs? Though, would it just be the top eight teams in the conference? With, I mean, if I'm thinking off the top of my head, probably so. Conceivably, you could have five or six teams from the Metro and yeah, I mean, two again, teams from the Atlantic. Tough. Yeah. You know? Well, well they, they performed at some over point, 82 game schedule. You've got to value some, that. Right. But at some point, based on the draft, balance of power always shifts mm-hmm. in, in these divisions. As long as these divisions stay the same for a while, should be fine. Yeah. I mean, who did the Detroit Red Wings get a tremendous edge when they got away from the Blackhawks? Yes, they did. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, goalie equipment. 
the uh, more form-fitted chest protectors apparently will be ready for next season. Okay. Um, be, they're not shrinking. The jer- the jerseys will be a little bit more streamlined like right. they've already done. So if you're a fatter goal, you may not like it. Yeah, but the, the, <laughs> well, it might be more beneficial. You might see guys try to gain weight. <laughs> no, but you're going to look fat. That's the problem. Yeah, well, the new chest form-fitting. Yeah, but they're more form-fitted, so they're going to shrink down that. Oh, maybe. You're saying Scoring it's going to push you back. this year. I don't even think you mess with it. It wasn't ready for this I year. Agree. I agree. They definitely needed to do the pad change because even guys like Lundquist had those risers that mm. just made it impossible to, to get anything through there, five hole and such. Yeah. So I think I think this is fine, but again, and the pants have been changed, obviously. Yeah, the pants—that was a big funny thing. Uh, I, I don't know, like, why do these sports always have to mess with? these little things to increase scoring. Every sport does it. Yeah. Every sport. It's all about baseball, all it's all about offense. Yeah. I don't know. I always I'm am I a freak because I have a defensive mind and I like good goaltending well and I goaltended 2 to 1 game. Only, you know what the biggest change should be in goaltending? Just put another camera in the net so we could see when these goalies are cheating and the pucks over the line. Mm-hmm. Clearly they're not going to put a chip in the puck cuz yeah. then you would know instantly like it were in tennis, right? The yeah. minute across the line. You're not going to do that. But put another camera in there. Because, God, I could tell you, the goalies, yes, goalies are getting away with murder. Mm-hmm. They're like they're like sleight-of-hand artists. Oh, they yeah. are. Yeah, and, they, and then the big, you know, with a big trapper, you can cover yeah. things up, and you can't tell where the puck's in no. when it's in there. We've seen several situations where guys are making saves, and the puck's in his glove, but is his glove beyond the goal right. line, and we can't tell. Like, even... Even the save, like I don't think it was a problem the other night. Flurry made it clearly over his shoulder. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to think about that save now. Yeah. In the old days, you never really thought about it. But if it's over the line and it's in the net and he saved it, should it be a goal? Yeah. Like, that's a good question. If it goes beyond the line, it, it should be it should absolutely be a goal if it crosses the line completely. Yeah. Um, goalie interference will be something they'll address this offseason. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and uh, they probably won't come up with a solution. But at least it has chilled out in the playoffs oh, for thank that. Thank God, right? But other stuff hasn't. I mean, the refereeing has just been atrocious. Yeah. I don't like to be that guy. I don't even want to know refs' names. I know in Philly, everybody knows every referee's name that's yeah. ever played the sport. Back I get Leon it, Stickle. and and New York's that way too. But I just, I, I they've done such a poor job. I mean. There's no consistency. There's no consistency, and that's why players are getting very testy, and mm-hmm. that's why you're actually seeing fights, because when they feel like they have to police the sport because the refs aren't doing the yeah. job, this is what happens. It gets dangerous when that happens. It does. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. All right, Russ. Well, uh, th- this was a lot of fun, man. It was. We, we got covered a lot of material. Um, the draft coming up, go to Sportsology, read your stuff. You got the Hockey Prospects radio show. Yeah. You guys are doing a big special. Oh, yeah. We do like a four-hour special, but people get sick of us because it literally will play for for like two and a half weeks leading mm-hmm. up to a draft, all the markets and and TSN, mm-hmm. and then also on Sirius like a million times. Yeah. So well, it's all, it's all in advance of you know what's going to be. A, John a, a Shannon big already yelled at me. He's already heard my show way too much, mm-hmm. and so, he's had enough of you. He's but he, he said every time I get in the car, I turn it on. There you are. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's great though. Well, you're getting the information out to people, which is important because I think it uh, is. in the sport of hockey, people. Um, Need help being educated because it's not like college football where you watch the. When we first started in the prospect business, everybody was like, "We don't care about prospects." Since the cap world, everybody cares about prospects. No no question about it. And uh, you know, we'll be listening, we'll be checking it out as well. Thanks. Uh, Follow Russ on Twitter at Sportsology. Follow the podcast at Stick to Hockey with the number two in there for the two. Stick the number two hockey. Also. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave us a rating. All those things. Russ, appreciate it. We'll be back again for episode 27 as we get closer to the draft. All right. Enjoy your hockey, everybody, the finals. We'll see if the Caps can get it done. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon.